far as too far? Where's the line for a Christian in their sinfulness? Is there a limit to how much we can sin before we are saved or not saved? This is Consider It, where we're considering questions regarding life, theology, and the church. Consider It is a ministry of Redemption Bible Church here in New Braunfels, Texas. Do you have questions regarding life, theology, or the church? If so, text the word redemption and your question to 474747 and we'll consider your questions. To learn more about our church and everything we're doing here, visit redemption.bible. I'm Aaron Orozco. And I'm Blair Cushman. Let's consider it. Hey guys, thanks for joining us today on Consider It. Uh, let's start with the question that was submitted today. It says, it's a short one. It says, does willful sinning threaten my salvation? Does willful sinning threaten my salvation? It's short and sweet, but yep. uh, a lot uh, loaded in that that uh, sweet, well, maybe not so sweet question about sin. Right. It's, it's one that deals with, I think, something that is really important to all of us which is our our salvation right? right and and it links it to something that as christians we there seems to be this this big uh debate and divide on on works yeah. and salvation right yeah. do, do you do works to be saved or do you do works because you're saved right yeah. Yeah. and and if we do works to be saved yeah well then do certain works unsave us mm. right and do certain works unsave us? That's a good word. Yeah. A good, uh, good way to say it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I think this is, you know, a, yeah. a really good question because as Christians, we know that once we're saved, yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean that we ever, like, stop sinning. That's right. Right? That's right. That's right. And that's, that's an important uh, uh, thing for us to really understand and to grapple with, and especially as we mature in our in our faith and we mature in our understanding of Scripture is... Uh, um, is understanding really what it what salvation is you know we come to right. faith and, and oftentimes it is you know it's very um adolescent in our understanding we we know like hey we have been saved by christ and what he did on the cross was uh, enough for us to spend eternity with him and for us to uh, stop sinning and somewhere around in there like it amounts to that understanding and then as we begin to grow um and mature in our faith hopefully uh, our our understanding of that grows bigger because we understand well we have to repent of sin and have faith in Christ and so it's like we're coming out of something and into something else and we see the benefits that we get in Christ and his presence and you know eternal life with him and the Holy Spirit who dwells in us now and you know all the blessings that there is to be uh, a Christian but there's also like our relationship to sin as well and understanding what that is. And so there's those big kind of theological categories of, uh, you know, in our justification, we are freed from the penalty of sin. Mm. When we, uh, uh, when, when God made that legal declaration because of what Christ did for us, justifying us, declaring us righteous, well, he freed us from the penalty that we deserved uh, because of our sinfulness. Right. Um, our sanctification, then, is uh, our freedom from sin's power. 
Um, and that was both an event there at our regeneration, the moment we were saved, but also an ongoing thing that we're growing into where sin is no longer our master. Or when we understand, like in the scripture, that that uh, um, that uh, sin well, before Christ was our master. We were enslaved to our sin in one way, or we were dead in our sin. Another uh, example that the, or another way that the scripture would say it. And so, uh, when we become come to Christ, we are freed from sin's power. We can right. now say no to it, and we we await the, our glorification when we're with heaven, when we are freed from sin's presence. Right. And so the question is then, well, now, as as Christians here alive on earth, well, what, what is our relationship with sin now? And if I'm sinning, does that mean, well, am I, am I not saved? Right, right. And, and yeah, and I think that's that's a good point to make. So when, when we're saved, we're not saved from ever sinning, but rather now we're saved to good works, right? Yes. And we can do good. And we, we, like you said, we're not slaves to sin anymore, yep. you know, and, and that's... That's a great way to think about being saved is not we're saved unto good works now, right? To yep. go do the mission, to be able to do good where, yep. where before we were just dead in our sins. There was there was no good that we could do, right? And yep. and there is a little bit of that tension of the, the already but not yet. Like yep. the the war and the wage for sin has been has been won and it's been accomplished, right? Yep. By Christ on the cross. Yeah. But yet we're still here on earth and we still yep. battle, you know, we're in the battles per se, right? The right. war has been won, but we're still, you know, fighting the battles of yeah. sin. Yeah. And and knowing that the war has been won gives us the motivation and gives us the the attitude to fight those battles, knowing that you know we persevere and we're yeah. going to lose some yeah. and we're going to win some, but we keep our eyes, you know, fixed on like what you were talking about, glorification, yeah. which yeah. is when then there will be no yeah, sin, when, right? when the, even the little battles will be yeah. will be snuffed out yeah and man, yeah. we we as christians we we should be eager and and like excited for that day right yeah. but but yet right now so we think well then what does how do we deal with you know right. this constant may feel like for some of us constant sinning yeah. um and i think the first the first thing to address is really like what we said up top do we you know are we do we work to be saved or are we saved to yeah. do good works, right? And I yeah. think we've said it many times on the podcast, and we affirm that like we're saved uh, by faith in Jesus Christ. Yeah, that the work was His yeah. uh, from beginning to end, right? He's yeah. the one who originates, who gives us uh, the ability to have faith and, and believe into Him, and He's the one who, as we're talking about, sanctifies us. Yeah, um, and it's because of that, because you know, we believe that because of that. Yeah, like the the status of our salvation yeah. is not rooted in what we do. Correct. Right? Correct. Because he did it, like he paid for it. Yeah. Uh, it's in his name that we're justified. Yeah. That's the beauty of of the status of our salvation. Like yeah. nothing that Aaron does can change the status right. because Christ gained the status, not Aaron. Right. Right? So if Aaron, if I would have achieved the status of salvation, then sure, we could say maybe logically that I can change it, right? But because Jesus did it, yeah. the work is done, right? It's right. it's a sealed deal. Right. The only work that saved us was Christ's work on the cross, right? Not any of our good works or good deeds and things. And so that's that's a very helpful way to think of it, and uh, and and very important for us to 
for us to proceed. And, and, and here's the beauty of it. It's not only that our actions or our, our works change then when we're saved, but it's also our desires, yeah. our, the affections of our heart. Right. Um, and that's really kind of where the question then is also getting to this right. idea of willful sinning. Right. Because um, where once we could we just couldn't do any good works, and, and mind you, like as we define good works, like good works in an eternal sense, in a God-pleasing, right. a righteous sense. You know, unbelievers can do, you know, quote-unquote, good things that right. help other people, but not in a good way, in other words, that they're going to save you. Yeah. And so, before we were saved, we didn't do them, nor did we want to. Yeah. Uh, we willfully wanted to live our own life. Sure. And then when we become saved, now we can do good works. We can do things that please the Lord, um, that that bless other people, that have an eternal value. But here's the other kicker is that we want to. Right. Uh, we want to please the Lord, and we want to do what is, is good and right to Him, even when it means not doing the things that we want to do. Right. Which is which is so mind-boggling for the unbeliever. Mm. We're like, well, well, why are you putting that person first? Why would you give your money to uh, you know to a church? Why would you uh, why why would you spend your Sunday uh, uh, with these people or this <laughs> evening and not doing something else? It's right. Because well, we want to do that. Right. And and we don't want want to sin. We no longer want to live a, uh, a selfish, sinful lifestyle. Right. And, and I think so where this question comes in now, then, you know, we've prefaced all of this by saying, you know, we're saved not yep. by our good works, yep. but we're saved to good works. And so we know now we, we don't want to sin. Yep. And yet we know that our salvation is, is, is earned and and maintained and completed by Christ. So now we know that we can't lose our salvation, which now right. leads to this question then. So then does that mean I can sin, you know, and know that I'm I'm safe in yeah. Christ? Yeah. Right? And that, that's where really this question enters in, right? Does willful sinning yeah. uh, threaten my salvation? Right. Does it does it threaten? And when you know the question it, it takes me to a couple places. Uh Romans uh, six being one of them, but uh, but also First John, um, because John there is addressing it over and over. Um, even like beginning in First John chapter two verse one, he says, "I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin." Like, oh well, if you want to know the purpose of why why is John writing this letter? Well, he's writing it to his <laughs> to his people to the what he calls the little children because he doesn't want you to sin. And then he begins to he he just kind of keeps throughout chapter two and even into chapter three of telling them, well, well, why not? And where do we find it? And so we find our salvation, obviously, in Christ and things. Um, but he, but he'll go on here to even what you've said in verse 19, that uh, of speaking of those who fall away, those who leave the faith, those who reject Christ, he says, they went out from us, but they were not of us. So when it's like, oh, well, somebody walks away from the faith, well, what is it showing? It's that they were never really a, a believer in the first place. Mm. Uh, they may have been acting like it. They may have, uh, you know, fit in in a Christian crowd and done Christian things, but ultimately they didn't have a regenerate heart. For it says, for if they had been with us, they would have continued with us, but they went out that it might become plain that they were not of us. Hmm. And so there you have it. It's like, well, somebody walks away. Well, what does that show? Well, they were never really in the faith anyways. In the yeah. Um, 
And he'll go on then, and, and this is what I love in, in chapter 3, he says, everyone then who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. And sin is lawlessness. And goes on, he says, whoever then makes a practice of sinning is of the devil. <laughs> like, Whoa, that's a harsh language for the right. devil has been sinning from the beginning. You know? And he says, no one born of God, verse 9, uh, makes, a, uh, no one born of God makes a practice of sinning. So you're like, okay, well there, there you go. Um, this and and this idea is really helpful here to make it a practice of willful sinning. Who go on and who want to, who make uh, sinful choices habitual or a part of their life. Um, that that's really impossible when you are a Christian, right? But what it is possible, it, it, what it shows is that oh well, you are actually uh, still following after the devil right. and not of the Lord. And yep. so it doesn't threaten your salvation. What does it show? Like willful sinning, desiring to do to to live a sinful life, desiring to uh, to hold on to sin and not caring about it. It's really what it boils down to. It's right. like I know this is sinful, but I don't care. Like I'm going to continue to do it or I don't think that it's sinful anymore. I actually think that it's right even though it's clearly pointed out in the scripture. He's saying, well, to think that way is showing that you're actually not saved. So it doesn't threaten it; it just shows you're not saved. Right, kind of, kind of pointing to to the to the to the argument or question that we kind of posed up top of of can you lose your salvation? You know, I think really what First John is showing us here is that the conversation sh- isn't really that right. It's not can we lose or not lose our our salvation. Is what does it mean or? Yeah. Are you saved, yeah. right? Yeah. And and the second thing I was going to say is that this idea of of people uh, professing, you know, maybe professing to be Christians yeah. and and not actually being Christians. Yeah. If if this is the first time you've heard this, we see it in the in scriptures like all over the place, right? We yeah. see, we see that like you know, in Sermon on the Mount, right? Casted out demons, did all these things in your name, Jesus, and Jesus will say, "Depart from me, I never knew you." Right? We see an example of these maybe yeah. quote unquote people who are Christians yeah. who are actually not Christians, right? You think of the letters, uh, it's in Revelation 2, right? Where we get to that one church where Christ is on the outside knocking in, yeah. implying like Christ is not there, right? right. We, we have a group of a church, quote unquote, but actually yeah. Jesus is not there. That's He's, not the bride of Christ. Right. Uh, and then here we just see another example of people who yeah. are amongst us yep. but are actually not of us right. speaking of the church right yeah. the, the body of christ yeah. so i think it's important to understand that like saying you're a christian yeah uh, saying you you believe in god saying you love god yeah. while very important things right yeah. are really right. uh like it's why baptism is so important right because you are professing your faith in christ and that is not what saves you right right and that's not what makes you saved right um but it's like you said, it's this desire that changes in your heart to not want to sin. And ultimately, it's this desire to to glorify God. And it's it's like the, the balance of that. That it's like it's not that even what we don't want to sin is just it's so much greater the reward, the prize, the satisfaction of worshiping Christ that yeah. it's eclipsed. Like I don't I don't want to settle to sin right. because I want to worship Christ. Right. And when we see a behavior or, a pa- or more specifically when we see this pattern of someone who is satisfied in their sin yeah you know the conclusion there has to be that you know maybe they just were never 
right. of of us as right. in the body of Christ. Right. They were never in Christ in the first place right. and uh, have either deceived themselves or somebody else deceived them into thinking that, hey, yeah, you're a Christian and you had this experience, but never really able to understand the the true gospel and not, not really have right. a regenerate heart. And that's the, that's the place I would try to understand. Like if somebody's, you know, in sin or wrestling with it is like, well, where are your desires at? Right. Is this a fight for you? Are you wanting to leave it behind? Or like you uh, said very well, like, are you just settling in it and then settling and then, then just accepting it? Well, this is just who I am. And mm-hmm. this is, um, this actually, it isn't wrong. This is actually right. And, yeah. and all that. And that's, that's showing like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Like something then is off in your heart. Right. Um, that is uh, showing that, well, you're not because you can't help but encounter Christ and have a new heart and then mm. you have a new way of thinking, right. a new way of living, right. a new way of decision-making, a new way of uh, living your life that uh, is not perfect, mind you. Right. There's still a battle, there's still a struggle, sin still remains, but this is where it's so important because now it's uh, like you're, where it's your desires, your will has changed, yeah. and now you are truly deciding to fight it and not just uh, wallowing in defeat and resigning yourself, which would then show like, well, um, maybe something is uh, maybe something is amiss here. Yeah, and, and you know, I think a very natural question, and I'll, I'll I'll play that that advocate here is is you know we're making it it's making it sound like we're saved and now it's super easy to not sin right yeah and and then maybe we'll bring up then this what about Paul when he says you know I do what I don't want to do yeah and I don't do what I ought to do right? right so even we were thinking of the Apostle Paul which is you know one of one of the greats one of the goats or the MVPs of the faith. Right. Uh, maybe not the go. Right. Jesus is the go. Yeah. Uh, one of the MVPs of of the faith, saying, you know, I I don't want to sin, and I sin, and I want to to do holy and and sanctifying and worshiping uh, things, and I don't do them. Right. You know. So what? How do we? How do we look at that? You know. And right. and and begs the question of like, what about our our brothers and sisters in Christ who struggle with with habitual sin? And right. I think. Everyone, you know, if you're listening, we all have our sin tendencies, right? right? We don't all sin in the same way. I think God designed us very uniquely, and so we all have yeah. our our like fleshly, our unique fleshly thorns, right? Yeah. Going back to yeah. Paul, of like that's the thing that you you deal with, yeah. uh, and for a lot of people, like you yeah. you deal with it right. forever, right. right? Until we reach the we we are glorified and, and right. with Christ. Right. Um, so how do we think about that, right? right? Like, does that mean, you know, I've been struggling with this sin for years and years? Am I not? Yeah. Am I not saved? Right. Right. Yeah. That's that's a good question, and, and it is natural. You know, like I was saying initially to the question, was thinking of Romans six, and then you brought up Romans seven, mm-hmm. and that's exactly where Paul goes. You're following his line of, you know, biblical thinking there, because in Romans six, he's like, well, what shall we say? If we, are we to continue in sin, if grace abounds? So this whole yeah. like uh, description of what grace is, he's like, well, maybe I should just continue sin. He's like, no, 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 no. If that's your thought, then you don't understand grace. You don't understand salvation. If you yeah. think, well, I should just keep sinning in order that. That I can experience more of God's grace. It's like, no, no, you don't understand it. And then that leads to that question of, well, I do what I don't want to do and don't do what I know I'm supposed to do. And so where's where's that at? And this is this is where this uh 
kind of uh, this you know d- description of our sanctification in the Christian life comes into play where our ability to sin remains but as we mature our propensity to sin uh, decreases mm. And so, yeah, there would be sins that, you know, that people struggle with, a certain type of sin, maybe, you know, anger or, you know, immorality or, you know, something like that, that maybe just really uh, is is just how, how somebody is bent. And so the ability remains until we reach glory, but our propensity diminishes as we mature, mm. as we press into the Lord, as we grow, as we get to know His Word, as we're, you know, as we're, as, as, as we're just maturing and becoming stronger in our faith, those things lessen. And so the difference then between willful sinning and habitual sinning is, are you winning? Mm. Willful sinning says, I, I don't care about this, and I'm just going to do it because I want to, and I like it, and I don't care about the Lord, and I don't care if it's wrong, and I don't even maybe think that it's wrong. And so you're constantly being defeated by sin, whereas habitual sin says, I know it's wrong, and I'm repentant in it, and and I want to gain victory in this battle is just really hard, and so I'm trying to put things into my life in order to avoid sin and to um, I've stopped presenting my members to uh, sin as instruments of unrighteousness and now I've started to present myself to God as uh, instrument of righteousness mm. and so now I'm winning in that and I'm growing and so I, I'm able to say no and I'm and I'm seeing some victory in this and that's really where it's different yeah um, where it's now become a fight versus uh, it's not just something that we have given into and that's really where it goes to where paul's like oh, i do this and and i know that i shouldn't and it's still a battle and and yet he is uh he is winning and why because the spirit lives in him. yeah and and maybe some of our our, our you know listeners uh brothers and sisters in christ are hearing that and mean and they hear winning and maybe that is discouraging to them yeah. but you know i've heard you say this a lot and it's really in when in talking about dealing with sin it's you say it like falling forward yeah right which you know i don't know if you want to like explain that a little bit but sure. like the difference of falling backwards where it's like you know you're regressing and you keep on going back yeah versus falling forward right yeah that's that's a great way to uh think of it you know picture yourself like like the christian life being an uphill battle and you, you know you're climbing the mountaintop to you know th- all throughout life and uh, you come to a hard spot and so are you you know are you falling forward like you're tripping but hey you're falling you know face a, a, a uphill and uh, and then you're getting back on your feet and boom and you're and you're falling forward but you're still making progress up the hill versus just tumbling backwards and just you know rolling back on all the way down the hill um and uh and and yet we're stumbling but we're taking a step ahead uh, one step at a time and every time a step towards the lord even if we're falling face down and hopefully as we're falling face down we're falling then humbly before the lord mm. in repentance right um we're falling forward in humility of saying lord i need your help and we he, picks us back up and he and 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 we we stay on the path and we and and we keep pressing forward into uh into christ versus just uh you know 
head and backwards and running away because that's right. oftentimes it's like well uh, we fall forward and here's what uh, you know unfortunately happens is sometimes we'll see this like in the in the church as somebody they fall and brothers come alongside and pick them back up and say hey don't go that way and and encourage them and put strength in them uh, with prayer and the scripture um, but instead of you know getting back up and following along they they turn tail and run right because they don't want the accountability they don't mm. actually want it they actually just want to you know dwell in their sin and that's really that's really sad right you know because it's like here is everything that god's given you to grow but and and genuine believers want that genuine believers want the accountability they want the brotherhood or the sisterhood of of fellow believers they want the scripture they want to grow in their understanding and so even though they uh fall down they're falling forward uh graciously humbly repentantly and continuing to go on versus running and hiding and cowering because now they've been caught and and they're unwilling to deal with the implication of like well maybe i'm maybe i'm not actually saved yeah and uh um and that's 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 sad right um and and uh, all we can do, you know, as Christians, is come alongside, and uh, and continue to do that, and and uh, and to love well in the midst of that. Right, and that that analogy really it holds it holds strong. Just in, in this idea of, of falling forward is falling down is not easy, right. right? And and when we fall forward, what it means to do is is use those things that like God has instituted, which is our church and. Yeah. The local body to come and come around you and hold you accountable right and like you're saying like falling it's not fun it's right. not comfortable but that's the difference of falling forward versus kind of falling backwards you fall right. and it's uncomfortable what do you do you kind of just regress into your sin and yeah. find uh comfort in 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 being isolated and, and not having to deal with the awkwardness of of accountability right but right. when you fall forward it's still, you know, it still sucks, right. but the forward part is is using what God has like, like in His providence put around you to hold you accountable, to pick you up, to walk with you, um, yeah. and that's how you make those little, those little steps of progress, right? right. right. I think a, a helpful thing in, in thinking of this just willful versus habitual, yeah. you know, this willful versus, you know, sin bent is contextualizing a little bit and i don't want to open a huge can of worms here but i think a great example is is homosexuality sure you know and that just one example and it's uh, you know like i said don't want to open a huge can of worms we've had a podcast on mm-hmm. this so you know you could go reference that but you know i've often been asked the question like can a gay person be a christian yeah right and this is exactly what this question like hits on right yeah because a, a gay person being a christian you know or her homosexual person being a christian we're, we're we're getting to this idea well i don't think it's wrong this is the way yeah. i am yeah and i can love christ and worship him sure. right versus which we you know we can say that's a willful kind of sinning yeah even though we know the bible has like directly said uh, it, it's not right, and yeah. you know. Again, we you can reference the podcast that we've we've talked about that versus someone who like struggles with same sex attraction, right? Right, and absolutely, there's going to be a ton of those people in in in, in heaven who right. are and who right now are Christians, right? Who right. to this day struggle with that, and like you're saying, uh, I like how you how you said it. Like there are. Their ability to sin is still there. That yeah. like desire, maybe that attraction to to same sex 
is there and maybe on this side of heaven and very well they may never be like attracted to the opposite sex could it happen absolutely but will it could it not happen yeah for sure but their propensity to do it to an to like uh like engage in that yeah to pursue that it like decreases and right. and there's a bunch of people that i've been encouraged by of, of that I, of testimonies that i've seen and and heard and the it's the language the stuff that i hear them say is all the same always it's, it's this like that desire like the the desire to engage in that is like eclipsed yeah. by this desire to want to worship christ yeah right and that's like the perfect example of just how to think about right. dealing with our sin right? right it's like we know there's things in us all of us whether it be pride whether it be lust whether it be a uh, same-sex attraction that we're all like bent towards and and like yeah. our flesh wants to do that um but where do our where is the greatest desire right, right. and it, when it's when it's when it's worshiping christ you know when it's loving him that's that's where we're gonna go to right right so right and that's where it comes down to our desires changing in that our do we are we defined by our desires hmm. uh hopefully only one desire our right. desire for christ likeness um and anytime we try to mix that we spoil the whole pot right you know if we if we define ourselves by a. um you know, we would never say I'm a I'm a gluttonous Christian, yeah. Because right. I'm de- I'm defined my desire by my desire for food, yeah. And that in in the same way, you know, our sexual sins, our sexual desires, we don't define ourselves by that, right? Yeah. Um. We we're 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 Christians. We're Christ followers. We 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 love the Lord, and that is the uh, only thing that defines us. And um, and not not our sinfulness and not our desires to engage in our sinfulness because um, that that's it's it's just counterintuitive it mixes what is pure and anything if it is already pure if you try to mix it in it just spoils the whole thing right right yeah. and I, I think the you know the big the big idea here you know does will, does willful sinning threaten our salvation really we've not uh, it's it's a it's not like a yes or no question, right? Because the question's coming from a a, a, a different place. But I, as we've talked about it, I think the things we've we've hit on is really just really how important our view of sin is, right? Yeah. That it's 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 disgusting to God. It's yeah. an offense to God. Right. And the other this other thing is is just our desires. Is yeah. our desire to worship God, right? right? When we're when we sin at that moment, our desire to worship God is less. Yeah. than whatever the the sin is right, right? right and so what we should be struggling what we should be striving to is to continually be uh sanctified right. walking in the spirit right. walking in the word and and what that means is 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 growing in our knowledge of christ not just to understand but to worship right right growing in our understanding to 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 let that change our hearts and change our affections right, right. you think of like in a relationship with the person you think the more you get to know them like the greater the intimacy becomes right yeah you, you don't just kind of stay in that like i've known you for a week phase right no you you want to get to know this person the details and you know the history and and it's not to just know these things but it's now you grow like attached you grow right. uh intimate with this person right and that's right. how our walk with with the lord should be which right. is why we should study uh strive to study the word to be yeah. in prayer to be uh, involved in our local church it's not just like 
the things you do as a christian no yeah. it's like how you fight yeah. sin right? right it's because your affection for god is growing yeah um i think some some things just in in talking about things talking about this that comes up is number one it's not in our place to 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 know or to say if someone is saved or not right. saved right right yeah i think this could very well right. lead someone to be like oh well look at so-and-so yeah. person they're obviously not saved right or even look at so-and-so right. person and be like they're obviously saved yeah right no that's not that's not our place our right. place is is to to preach the gospel to everybody who right. will listen right. right and and i think the other second thing that i think this one is even more encouraging is that you know i i mentioned that the revelations too right mm-hmm. and if you read it the letters to the church that are being given like at every point he's like just repent right right just repent right just repent so like even christ standing outside of the church where those people are like presumably just not saved the solution like the fix is always just repent right right so like if you're someone who's you know you're dealing with this am i willfully sinning am i just is this habitual sin that i'm struggling it's repent just right. repent yeah the answer is the yeah. same in every case like you don't have to be scared that right. you know i've lost my salvation or i right. am unsaved right. if that is the case great right. repent right, right. Re- repent believe on christ and you'll be saved right. it's it's like it's the beauty of the gospel it saves right. us and right. it's what continues sanctifying continues right. to sanctify us as right. we as we walk right um so the be, very fact that you'd be even asking that question like am i saved am i in this shows that the spirit of god is at work in you right because if you weren't uh if you it, it, unbelievers don't ask that question they're not they don't care about it um and so uh so praise god for it and just if you find yourself in sin just repent and believe in christ and yeah. uh, and and you'll be saved or continually sanctified and and uh to the praise of god's glory and his grace right, right. and it informs us on how to 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 counsel our brothers and sisters right. who are dealing with sin it's like i don't have to presume where you are in your yeah. in your inside or if you're among us or not among us right here it is just repent here's christ repent right the answer is always the same and even if we know the situation i've been struck by this in in uh, uh, exodus is that moses goes into it he is commissioned knowing that pharaoh will have a hard heart yeah God will harden his heart. He knows the outcome already, and yet he's called to be faithful. Yeah. And he's called to come and preach the gospel. And, you know, not necessarily the same words, but to repent. <laughs> right. It's always, let my people go. And uh, and regardless of the response, the answer is still the same. Our message is still the same. And the and and our response should be the same if we find ourselves in that. It right. is to repent and believe, and, uh, and, and you'll be fine, and you'll be saved or continue in your sanctification mm-hmm. and uh, that's that's just so glorious when we um when we just stop and think about it you know because like the question on its head does willful sinning threaten my salvation well the answer is no because nothing threatens our salvation right um you know romans 8 we are secure in our salvation um but does willful sinning say something about our salvation well yes yeah. um, that you may not be but then the answer is repent and believe in christ and right be saved. right amen well Thanks for tuning in to Consider It, a ministry of Redemption Bible Church here in New Braunfels, Texas, where we are taking on questions regarding life, theology, and the church. If you'd like to submit a question, text the word redemption and your question to 474747. If you'd like to learn more about our church, visit us at redemption.bible. 
Thank you for your support and listening, and we hope you'll join us next week as we consider it.